0: Welcome to the latest podcast, the Christopher Women Show, brought to you by Eagle Eye View. Uh, myself, Mike, as always, and I am joined by my co-host, Phil. Phil, are you there? I
1: am. Hi, Mike. How are you?
0: Uh, not too bad, thank you. Yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm buzzing for, sh- for for Shauna. She's just uh, obviously played 90 minutes for England under-19s, and they've won 5-0 in the Euro Championship qualifiers, so... Really, really pleased for her. what a start to the season she's had. I mean, she's made her debut at seventeen in the championship. Now she's playing ninety minutes for England under nineteens. I mean, gosh, what a future she's got ahead of her! Oh, buzzing for her, absolutely. So, so pleased for her. Such a lovely, lovely person as well. I'm, I'm right. Am I right in thinking that's her debut for the under
0: nineteens? Yeah. Well? I know she's in the last. She's been in some of the um the camps and stuff, but. She's jumped up two levels than she since the summer.
1: Yeah, she was in the under seventeens, I think, last year. So they've they've moved her up to the nineteens now. And to play ninety minutes in, you know, in in a work in a Euro qualifier, they must really have a lot of faith in her and quite rightly so because she's started the season absolutely brilliantly. You know, she's um, oh, what a talent. I mean, so we're so lucky to have her at Palace and obviously being a Palace fan as well, hopefully she'll stay with us for a long time. <laughs>
0: That's the thing, isn't it? It just shows that, A, obviously getting the game time, um, which she wouldn't be getting if she's still at Chelsea. Um, She wouldn't, you know, chances are she wouldn't be playing first in football this season at a higher level unless she went out on loan. So getting that game time, obviously benefiting her on the pitch, uh, her performances, but obviously, you know, getting to that start for the under-19s. But as well, that, you know... The, at times age doesn't matter that's not always the case um sometimes I think you can be a bit too young um but you know she has shown so far that you know seventeen years old and she she's been out there and and putting in some fantastic
1: performances yeah yeah she's been um she's been incredible since she's um since, since she came into into the you know she came off the bench and then she started and she came off the bench against Coventry and then she started against Blackburn. Outstanding performance against Blackburn Created so much Her weight of pass and the quick feet she's got She creates space for others And she al- always seems to be available I just think she's got a great future And um, yeah, you're right I mean, if she stayed at Chelsea Unless she went on loan somewhere She would never have had that, these, these opportunities And um, you can't beat first team football you know. It's a, and, the, and as we know from watching it week in, week out The Championship is such a high level you know, you're playing against really other internationals, you know, experienced internationals she's up against as well. So, and she's training with now. Um, uh, I don't even know what her training would have been with Chelsea, you know? So I think she's got everything. Um, she, I think she's made a great decision in coming to Palace and, and, and it's what it seems to be bearing fruit now. And she's, uh, she's really moving in the right direction, which, you know, makes me very happy. Of course, you know, we talk to her, don't we? And we know her. So um, it, it's, it's brilliant. And, um, yeah, long may it continue. She's just been a, she's just been amazing since she's joined us this summer. Uh hundred
0: percent. Um as you say, it's it's great kind of getting to watch it unfold uh before our very eyes as well. So um definitely and just while Chelsea's been mentioned, I don't know if you saw, but Emily Ormond got called up to the uh I think it's England under twenty threes today. Um I don't know where she is this year. I don't know if she's still at Chelsea not seen anything to say that she's gone out alone anywhere. No. Um but obviously <laughs> had a good season for us last year and um really pleased for her to see her get that call up that opportunity.
1: Oh that's amazing. I didn't know that so thanks for that. But I think um yeah I mean she'll she'll gain a lot of confidence from that. I mean I think she I think she she learned an awful lot last year. Um I think that you know I think that was good for her to go to go on loan to us and, and she played ma- the majority of the season as we know. Um and um she made some outstanding saves and um, you could see that there's still some work to do because she's, you know, she's inexperienced at playing at that level. And I think some of you know some of her distribution could have been a bit better at times and and and, and on crosses. But I'll tell you what, on as a shot stopper, she was, you know, and she's got the height as well. Um, those are the things that she can work on. In, you know, she's got the she's got the natural ability to be a great goalkeeper. So um really pleased to hear that. I, I, you know, I've got a lot of time for um for, for, for Emily and I remember speaking to her to her dad um away at Lewis last year um and you know he said that she's the most dedicated person he's ever met she she after each game she really can, she goes through the whole game in her mind you know how how what she she's so dead she's so keen and dedicated um this is this is this is the reward that she gets now for for, for all that hard work that she puts in um which is great and so let's hope that she has a really good um career with England um under 23s while she's there, and I don't know what I'll have to have a look at their fixtures to see when they're playing, but yeah, that's um, that's great news,
0: yeah. And I think just very quickly, just, just while we're briefly mentioning it, but I know we've had a discussion, didn't we, in the summer that was held in the collective group, what's that group about, um, you know, the likes of Chelsea where they're kind of sweeping up so many players, and then, um, you know, uh, those players, one view of it is that they're missing out on, um, you know, playing regularly down you know we're in the championship etc cetera, etc cetera, uh unless they go back out alone again which i completely get but my the other side that i kind of chipped in at the time and it came from having interviewed emily last season which is that while obviously that that is one scenario at the same time you know they by being at chelsea because she's when she was with us she was still training some days with chelsea um the experience she was picking up being around top quality, high level goalkeepers, the knowledge that she could get from just talking to them, to watching them, to training with them, you know, and then being up against again, high top quality internationals um on the tra you know, on the training ground every day, you still learn a hell of a lot from that. So, you know, I think even if she hasn't gone anywhere this this season, as I say, and I don't think she has. It doesn't mean, it, you know, it's necessarily going to hold back her her, her learning at that young age because of the talent that she's getting to work with.
1: Yeah, I've just checked her Twitter, actually, and there's photos from uh, in the last couple of weeks of her at Chelsea training on the training ground. So it looks like she's still there um, and um, doesn't look like she's gone out on loan anywhere. So, I mean... You know, it'd be good for her if she can play for England under twenty-three to so get some game time. I'm not sure I'm sure that they have friendlies and stuff and they and she would have she would have had some sort of game time with Chelsea. Um, but she's not unfortunately with Chelsea as they are, they just go and buy internationals ready-made, don't they? So yeah. for their first team. So um, you know, breaking through into that team's, you know, it's very, very difficult for, for her. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed watching her develop last season. I thought I thought there was, um, you could see some improvement throughout the season. I think she really would have gained an awful lot from that. Um, And um, she settled in really well. Um, For someone so young, she was just, you would never have known watching her play in the championship that she was only 19 last year, you know. So yeah, that's great news. I'm really pleased for Ems. I think she's got a good future ahead of her. I think she's got all the attributes, you know, she's got the height and, she just needed to sort of probably, um, you know, improve a little bit on her cro- taking crosses. Um, um, and uh, when it's difficult though, you know, in the championship, everyone just crowds that six-yard box. You know, it's, I'm not blaming her for any any of that, but I think that's some something that she'll probably want to um, improve on, and some of her distribution as well. But but other than that, she's um, she's got everything going for her. So I wish her a really really, you know, uh, good future ahead of her. I think she I think she will have that.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of the loan, isn't it? It it, it ended up giving her 20 appearances at senior level in the second tier. Um, Great experience and things like that. She will have learned about her own game and it would have gone away to work on. But obviously, we've gone off on a tangent. uh, started by myself. (laughs) Uh, I'll bring us back to tonight's show uh, before we just start waffling on about all sorts of stuff. Um, Obviously, a bit of a a weird show tonight because it's not quite the normal format. There's no game this season. Uh, season? There is a game this season. I've already, I'm have about four minutes in and messed it up already. There's no game this weekend uh, because it's internationals. Um, we will both be at Wembley on Friday for the record-breaking sell-out of uh, the Linus versus USA. Um, so we'll be there. So there's no uh, club match on this weekend. So we're not doing any previews. And obviously... Uh, there's been no pod for a couple of weeks because I've been on holiday. Um, with no Wi-Fi, which certainly slow things down, <laughs> um, and I'll be using it as an excuse a lot in the next throughout the show tonight. Um, so we we've, we're actually doing there's a we've got free match reviews to do. So in some ways it's a bumper show because there's free match reviews, but kind of given the results of two of them, possibly not a bumper show because we probably want not want to talk about it too much. <laughs> um but yeah we've got so we've got three to go over. Um and I'm sure there's a few little tidbits that we'll be we'll be mentioning along the way. Um and I mean I kind of mentioned when I when I first put this out on uh, the advertisers the other day, I kind of said it's a bit of a it's a sa- it's a, a football sandwich where it's got a a, a delicious tasting filling which is squished between two pieces of moldy bread. <laughs> That's how I described it. Because it's the two, uh, it's uh, a fantastic performance for a win, in between two losses with lots of such good performances. (laughs) So, which I'm sure we'll get down to. Um, So, yeah. So we've got three games to catch up on. Um, The first of those was Southampton at home, Um, a game that took place at Selhurst. So it's the first game at Selhurst this season. Um. So, going into that game, obviously, we'd won our opening two matches. um, 1-0 away to the Lionesses and 3-0 at home to Coventry. So, two clean sheets. We were top of the table. Uh, We got to be there because the Birmingham game uh, got postponed. Um, So, we got to stay top for an extra week, which was lovely. Um, And this is a big test for us because Southampton came into it a mixed bag where we didn't quite know what... uh, to make them because they they lost ho- opening opening day at home to Charlton two But then they'd come back from Tyrrell down to draw with Lewis, um, and obviously they've invested heavily in the summer as well, uh, including um, Katie Wilkinson coming in up front. So big game, big test for us. Uh, our lineup going into that game: uh, Frank at junior goal, um, which is something we're going to be saying. Regularly, I think this season, uh, the back three, as it had been the previous two games, of AJ Amy Everett and Anna Philby, um, in midfield, Chloe Arthur, uh, Chloe Peplow was back after injury, um, and Coral Haynes, and then obviously we had Polly and Izzy as their wing backs, and then up front we had uh, Annabelle Blanchard playing to off of Molly Sharp. So Molly having scored the previous week uh or well, the previous game kept our place up front um now i was on holiday so i wasn't i didn't get to see it uh, and i'll be honest with struggling wi-fi and a busy schedule i didn't watch the full game back i did see the highlights um but i didn't get to do the 90 minutes but you were there phil so i kind of had over to you for the review of the yeah. the, the game <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, you know, sellers. Let's talk about sellers. So, um, I, I think the players would probably prefer to play on sellers because it's a really good surface, grass surface. I mean, if I was a, if I was a footballer, uh, um, uh, um, playing. Playing, you know, like the playing for Palace women, I would want to be playing at sellers for the surface, and grass because I think that you know that's that's a proper football surface. Obviously, it's a four G at, um, at Hayes Lane, so I can understand that. You know, for for the girls, it's probably better for them. They probably prefer it. I'd imagine. I don't know, but I'd imagine they would for those reasons. But. That for, as a supporter, I just think it's a letdown really when it's you know you've got uh, we, had a, we had our record attendance 1800, which is fantastic, I have to say um, well done to everyone who attended and thank you for all the people that, who attended the game. But I just think that you know there's so many things wrong with the way that we set the, we, we, you know we set it up for supporters. So for example, you know we are known um, for our vocal support behind the goal. you know we're noisy. Um, all our home games at Hayes Lane, we get a good group there and we sing some songs we get behind everyone you know we have a little bit of uh, you know whistling towards the referee sometimes let's say um but um but you know it, <laughs> yeah 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 but we're we we're, we're, you know we're, we're good-hearted and mean you know we're not we're not nasty in, in in the way that we you know we might not we might not agree with all the decisions of the referee let's say but um we you know we're, we're we're decent and we're loud and we're you know nice a nice group of people and we just we're don't, hearted we,
0: pains in the arse. That's what we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And and we we missed that because we weren't allowed, even though I tried and tried and tried again to get us to be able to stand behind in the Whitehall centre. We can have a little group of us there behind the goal, which is what we're known for. Um we weren't able to do that. We were able to put our flags up, then we had to leave that area. Um, And go into the main stand. Now, the main stand isn't segregated. We've got no singing section allocated to us. So everyone's all over the place. It's just an absolute nightmare. And in in fact, we lose our home advantage because of it. So we've we've got we've got a situation where we've got a home game against Southampton. Where they've got quite good support there. Let's face it, they brought a few people and they were noisy as well. Good for them, you know. They, that, that's that's what we want. We want people to come and watch women's football, so that, I'm, I'm all for that. But everyone's mixed, and we're sitting next. You know, there's people, Palace fans sitting next to Southampton fans. Really difficult to get any atmosphere going. Um, and what we needed, we needed to be behind the goal, and we needed to to have a group of us get making a making an atmosphere, getting behind the team. And we weren't able to do that. Um, and if we weren't able to do that, go behind the goal, then we should have been allocated a, a section for singing where everyone can just go um, and and congregate. We weren't we weren't given that. And there should also be a section for Southampton fans to do the same, so they can get they can be together and get behind the team. It's not it's not difficult. You just have to allocate. And when you and you don't even you all you have, all you have to do is let people know because people will choose to be in those areas. So if, for example, you know block um, block H and J of the main stand were given Southampton fans at the, the homes by the by the tu- at the tunnel end. That's fine, you know let's um let they they would have booked that because that's what they' you know they're not going to want to sit in the palace areas, so you don't even you, you don't even have to you don't even have to sort of have a different a different way of selling the tickets because as long as you make it clear when people are booking the ticket, if you're a Southampton fan, please book block um h h or j you know that's all you have to say. people would have done that, so what we've got is we've got a situation where all the palace fans all the southampton fans all mixed up no one no one's making getting an atmosphere because you're not together. Um, We're not behind the goal um and I, I just felt let down really by it all um I, I just there's a lot of people had problems getting in because they didn't open enough turnstiles and i think a lot of the um f- uh, facilities inside the st- the stand weren't open i think there's only one or two refreshment bars open um we the communication around it all was terrible in that we didn't know what bars were open after the game so we were trying to get a drink after a few of us um sort of like we do normally at Hayes. you know we have a, we have a pint after the game talk about the game and we went into the glaciers. No, that was closed. Then we, you know, nothing. Even the even the um uh, the fan zone outside was closed after the game. So, but we didn't know, you know, no, we didn't know, we didn't know that. No one told us. The communication was poor. I, I just think, you know, there's so many things. I mean, I always go on about it. And the club shop was open, but there was nothing in there to, to do with the women's team. No merchandise at all to do with the Palace women. So, um, you know, the team that's actually playing on the pitch. You couldn't actually go and get a scarf even in the club shop to do, you know, a palace. It's just such a wasted opportunity, I think. So for lots of reasons, I think that didn't help. But when, you, when it came down to the game, you know, I thought there were spells where we played really well. I mean, we knocked not the ball around well. Um, we are a good passing team, you know, generally um, when we're going forward, we look good. But there's so many times where we could have got dangerous balls in the box and we just went backwards and we're trying to walk it in and... I just thought, you know, when you get the ball wide and you've got an extra, you've got a yard on a defender, whip it over. I mean, we saw it against Blackburn when um, Hughesy scored with a header. As soon as we got that ball in the box, he was on the end of it. And I just think there were so many opportunities where we were round the box and we were just going round and round, back and sideways. And and there were times where we could have just whipped it over and get people in the box, you know. Um, and uh, we just didn't do it. And I just thought that it was a wasted opportunity, really, with all the possession we had. But having said that, Southampton were, were, were very well organised um, and they had so much pace going forward. And Lexi Lloyd-Smith, who scored their two goals, Um, I mean it's quite annoying really because she's from South London and we've brought all these players in from all around the world, Australia, Wales, Scotland, you know. Um, And old Lexi from up the road in Greenwich or wherever it, Broccoli or wherever it is. she scores the two goals against us, and I just think, oh, you know, how did we? And she looked really good as well. And the second goal was a brilliant finish, right low, low in the corner. Um, I mean, to to beat you know to beat Fran from that distance on the edge of the box, um, it had to be a good strike, and she she buried it. It's a brilliant goal, and um, so yeah, frustrating. Um, I just think that we we did well in stages, but we just I just th- didn't think we. I just didn't think we put them under enough pressure. I mean, we were playing in front of them all the time. It's easy, it's easy. We made it easy for them by going backwards and sideways, where we should, you know, get a yard and get the ball over, put them under pressure. As soon as we got the ball in the box, they were panicking. We just didn't do it enough. So it's frustrating, really. You know, I just found it frustrating um, the whole game. And uh, but Southampton were well organised and they could have scored probably four or five. To be honest, I mean, Fran made a couple of great saves. They hit the bar as well. So. Um, they were, you know, they could have, they they could justifiably say they could have scored for themselves, you know. But yeah, I, I I just don't like it playing at Sellers for those reasons, Mike. I mean, I know you, you you've got your view on Selhurst as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've said it before, and I I prefer Hayes. I, I get it, as you say, like the pitch wise, it must be so much better for the players, yeah. And there must be as well. I'd imagine for them, you know, and I understand it completely. Obviously, you're in a bigger better stadium um a Premier League stadium you know even though it is compared to a lot of the other state Premier League stadiums you know it's it's our old run down rickety place you know but but, you know it's the Premier League stadium isn't it and and that that must be fantastic and the fact is it is the recognised home of Crystal Palace Football Club yeah and so for our players who are Crystal Palace Football Club you know there's that as well isn't there that so I, I completely get that, you know, from a player's perspective. it may we I mean, may be wrong. They may well some of the players may well feel, actually, do you know what we prefer? Hey, we don't know, do we? You know, but yeah, I I prefer Hayes for the reasons you've said, you know, and it's because you just, it's just a shame, isn't it? That, don't be wrong, it's great. We've got the record attendance there, which I think is fantastic. Uh, as you say, 1800s, I think it's actually about like 1,853. Which I believe is about has beaten our previous record by about 800. Um, so it yeah. wasn't just like uh, you know we set a new record with an extra 20 people or something like that. You know we really really set a, you know did it well. And Southampton travelled well. Um, they get some good hope. They get good home attendances. So that would have helped. Um, you know, and and I'll be honest. Would we have got that attendance at Hayes? Probably not. Um, yeah, I don't think we would either. Yeah, I you know, agree with you. So, yeah. you, know, our, you know, one of our previous best attendances was at Sellers against Charlton. I think, I don't, I don't know what we had there last season against Sunderland. But, you know, so yeah, there is some, I think the ground 100% does lure in some people who probably wouldn't go at the Hayes, whether it's because it's closer to them than the Hayes is, that, I think for some people that would be the case. I think for some it's they're lured in by it's Celeste and it's not a, it's sort of a being a non-league ground. Do you know what I mean? I think for some people th- those are little things that they go, oh, do you know what? Let's go, to, you know, let's go there. You know, so um, there are those factors, 100. percent But the frustration is, as you say, like one of our our things is our atmosphere at home. You know, it's not like I'm not saying you know it's not it's not pumping, It's not like. Um, you know, Dortmund on a Champions League night or something like that. Do you know what I mean? But it, it's, you know, the way we are and stuff, it, it is part of our, our our kind of who we are as a club and our reputation. And at the moment, you do lose that there. But it can be rectified. And that's the thing. I think that's the thing. And obviously, we've seen, haven't we, that Charlton uh, at home is at Celest. Um Now, that should get another good attendance with Charlton bringing a decent amount as well. Um you know, Derby game. But what we don't want is to go into that kind of game, you know, right against our rivals against as a, as a South, you know, as, in terms of South London rivals. Plus when you look at the lead table at the moment, you know, rivals up the top end of the table as well. Um, we don't want to go into that and give away a, a little bit of the advantage of, you know, in terms of atmosphere um, because that, Southampton, as we as we know from when Chris came on here in our last pod, they managed as best they could. Kind of book tickets all together, didn't they? Uh, they yeah. were kind of telling each other what kind of blocks and stuff, what areas they were sitting in, so that kind of benefited them, and it took away from that. You know, we, we gave the opposition and a bit of an, an advantage in our in our territory, um, and we don't want to do that with Charlton, but it is easily rectified. The, the little things, as you say, the organisation, but. We, we both know the white horse would, would be ideal, but it ain't going to happen. The only way the white horse will happen is if the family stands sold out so quick that the demand was there for it to push force to hand, I think. But if you're not going to get the white horse, then the singing section has to happen. The fanatics get it. You know, I mean, they, they were allowed to have secret conversations with Parrish and boot out 500 people from their seats to get it. So... And it works. It is proof, you know, not the boon out, but, you know, that, that that section 100% works at Celeste. And there's no denying what anyone's view of how it came about is. There's no denying that it is so much more effective. So if the FNs can have it, then for me, the loyal need to have it for the women's games because put us together, those who want to sing, um, and that's the thing it's for anyone who comes to the game who wants to sing and wants to be involved in that atmosphere put us all together so we can try and make it the best we can it's not for everybody not everyone will want to be involved in that and that's not a problem but the idea is don't lose those who are in amongst those who aren't because you then can't get anything going you know and we want at the end of the day what we want We want to be able to support our team to the best of our ability and make it hostile for Charlton to come there and any team that comes here and make our players feel even better and on a high you know real pumped up for knowing that they've got that behind them so I don't know how it's going to happen I I fear it's not going to happen I mean the worry is I mean when you look at those of us who are season ticket holders we're treated even worse (laughs) because there's no you're just given a seat and no so the common sense would have been well here's all your season ticket holders contact them do you want to be together yes you know, and then you put them all together, but they just scattered everybody around, didn't they? So even you, you didn't even put your season ticket holders together as a starting point. So there are there's there's definitely some some factors in there that need to to be improved. Um, but there are positives. Uh, I don't want it to sound like we're just two many gits, um, which at times we are <laughs> very good at being, you know. And there are positives <laughs> in it. Um, and as I say, uh, if the right moves are done. The, it can be sorted for the Charlton game. Um, God, I'd happily volunteer to go in. To speak, I'd happily speak to someone about it. I just don't know who the hell there is to speak to about it. But I actually, sit down and say, "Look, this is what. Let's do it this way. Allocate this section. Season ticket holders. Uh, well, get, we'll, get, we'll get a list. You know, get together a list of people who want to be there, that, gentlemen. That kind of thing. It's doable. Um, it just needs someone to actually sit down and organise it. Um, but yeah, it is." It is frustrating, um, but the game. I think you know. I mean, what Palace as a club as a whole, we love giving people first. We, I mean, if you haven't won a game, we give you a win. If you ain't scored a goal <laughs> forever in your life. You're going to score against us. The men's team, the women's team, it's the same thing. It's Palace through and through, isn't it? We, we if you're on a bad <laughs> run, we'll end it for you. If you're on a good run, quite often we'll end that for you as well. You know, so we we'll, we'll do. If, you, if you're retiring, you name know, Stephen Gerrard, we'll ruin your your last game at Anfield. We, we kind of, yeah, so it's no surprise that Steph Hampton's first ever win at this level came against us. Um, and they are a team that's, that is getting better and better as they settle down and they get, to, you know, they, they adapt to the league. Because it is a very, very tough league to come into, whether you come down into it or you come up into it. Um, yeah. You know, and as the result, the following week proves as well, you know, they are, as we predicted at the start of the season, uh, they are going to be a, a you know a real tough team to compete against this year, and they will be involved in a lot of what goes on this season. Um, so you know, it's it's no surprise to say we love we love ending the bad run. So a uh, lot like of people is you know, never you know, giving them the first. <laughs> so that's no surprise. Um and I think the thing is, do you know what? In some ways, obviously we wanted to win. Um, so losing frustrating, and perhaps sometimes the way it came about frustrating, but I think it was in some ways perhaps a bit of the humbling that us as fans needed, because I kind of with everything that went on in the summer, you know, I'm I'm predicting us winning the league and and then we you know winning the first two games with two clean sheets as well, and four goals and absolutely sublime football and stuff and all of them, I'm playing any Champions League tickets for, <laughs> for two years time, Do you know what I mean? So and I think as Palace fans we don't we don't do very well when we're we we're, we're a bit in a position of being a bit coggy. So, I think in some ways it was a little bit of a, um, an awakening for everybody because we'd seen, anyway, we, the first two games, we'd said, we at London City. You know, it's a group of players, so many additions, it's always going to take time. And our pre season had been against lower level opposition, you know, so we could bed in our tactics. So, you know, we saw at London City, at times we were absolutely sublime. And there are periods where London City, who are an excellent team, you know, were causing us all sorts of problems. And then we saw it against Coventry, where we absolutely dominated the game, but every now and then we probably put ourselves into trouble a little bit. So there's going to be times in any game for any team where, you know, it just doesn't quite work out how you want it to work out, where you have spells, where it's not clicking, whatever. Um, And at some point, whilst we're still trying to, you know, bed the team in and, and keep, Progressing and work and discovering what works and what doesn't work and stuff. There's going to be those games, aren't there, where it just doesn't work. It just doesn't come off for us, you know, where the other team is just better. Those days, it's going to happen. That is football, and it happened in that game against the team. As I say, that, that Southampton have probably invested more than anybody's seen. I mean, I may be wrong, but from what going by, you know, reports as it were, you know, they've probably done the most investment this summer, um, and. It, you know, as I say, I think it, it it's reminded us that actually, you know, we aren't untouchable. This is football. This is, there are going to be, it's a tough league and there are going to be games like this. And it's to go away from it and to learn from from those moments, you know, learn from that performance and learn from what we did right and, you know, what what we didn't do right and and, and why it worked and, and why it didn't work on that day. So that, that, we, in some ways you know, to try and put a positive spin on a negative result is, it was perhaps the, as I say, the, the, the bringing us down to earth a little bit, perhaps from a, at least from a supporters perspective, that we probably needed to, to, to just, you know, lower the expectations. I say, I don't mean in a negative way, but, you know, lower the expectations realistically, calm ourselves down. And, you know, this is a 22-game season. There's a hell of a lot of tough teams in here. We're not going to walk through the league it's no one is um maybe possibly bristol city but you know no one is as it stands and yeah as i say and as a team it's it's one of those where right okay we're not there yet we need to we 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 go rebuild and go again um and that's kind of how you know I, i feel about it
1: really Yeah, no, I I think that's right. And I think we also have to appreciate how well Southampton played in that game, you know, because they were were really well organised and they got so much pace going forward. And I think that's something that I've found in the last couple of games, really, that um, especially against Bristol City, which we'll come to, I just think that where where, where we're up against a lot of pace, I don't know if we've got enough at the back ourselves to, to counter that because the problem is if someone's quicker than you they're quicker than you there's not, not much you can do if the ball the, if the ball's right and it's over the top and what can you do you know so if, if it's a race then and we saw that um we'll come on to that against Bristol City but I just think that the, the number of times we got caught on a counter-attack and we just didn't have the pace to keep to keep up against Southampton was, was a concern um yeah. and um but we did dominate possession and we should have used the ball better. I think we should have created more chances. We just seen, like I said earlier, I just, I just think we, when we had opportunities to get the ball in the box early, I mean, if if I'm if I'm a centre forward and I'm looking to make runs, I, the ball's got to come across. But we just kept going backwards and going. You know, uh, we get wide and we get in a good position instead of just whipping it over and putting them under pressure because anything can happen. They could slice it into their own net. We get a corner. Anything could happen. But we we were, when you're playing in front of a back four or back five. It's it's easier for them to defend because they once you get the ball behind them and you get you whip over crosses, that's when they've got to defend. But we, I just think we made it easy for them. We didn't get the ball in the box enough, and you know, and we, and I just think that's that that that, that was a that was that the big problem with that game because we had the ball so many times wide, and we just didn't do enough with it. We just sort of we kept possession well, but you got to do something with the ball at the end of it, you know. And, we we got you got you got to create chances. So I think they I think Southampton had more chance better chances than us that day, and it was all on the break because we had the ball all the time, and they just created so many chances on the break with their pace. But yeah, you know, we learn, don't we? We move on and we learn. And um, well, you know, that, as that, I said, you got what you got to think of is, you know, two seasons ago,
0: or even some last season, you wouldn't be going. We dominated the ball. And we had most of the ball. And it was other no. teams character attacking on us. It'd be the other way around. Yeah. You know, and that is the thing. So that is a step we've taken, which is we go into games and we want to dominate the ball. We want to dominate the position. We want to to move it around. And in fact, and you know, and it's just other teams now, they've had the counter on us. The negative study how we're we're playing, and we play a certain way, you know. And so that's the next step, isn't it? Is right, we're starting to dominate the position in games. We can try to ball, you know, keep it on top of it in games. The next step is, when we're up against these better teams, how do we start turning that possession into into goals? How would we start, put, you know, putting teams to the sword and stuff like that? So that's that's what we've got to do whilst trying to balance with how do we deal with that counter-attacking threat? Because each team will be different. Um, you know, some can do it better than others. Um, so yeah, so that's for me, um, because I, I don't want to dwell on things um, You know, <laughs> no. I, I kind of, that's, you know, and as I say, and that's for me, it's, it's easy as fans, let's put it, let's, put it, let's, put it, let's put it, be honest, as football fans, we are the masters of when we've when in any, any team we support, when, we, when we've won a game, oh, it's the best stuff ever, we can pro- go on about it all day. And then when we lose a game, we're like the misery of the world. And oh, this is all this, and, <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we're kings of it. Yeah. Because that's what we do, isn't it? Because we, we, we care oh, so yeah. much. We watch it. And then we're all, we're all, you know, we're all stage in the stands managers and you know, we all do something better. And we're all, and, and it's, it, we, the passion kind of carries away, it takes us away at times, doesn't it? So, um, yeah, I'm, you know, for me, as I say, is to look at the positive side of it, which is, yeah, as I say, you know, we've got the possession. How do we, learning now what, to take that next step, um, which made the next game key. Which is Blackburn, which we'll get onto in a second. Um, but just to, two things to say. One just to round up the other results from that that, that weekend. Um Durham beat Blackburn 3 1. Uh Charlton beat Birmingham 3 0. So you know, another team that I mean, Charlton have really started to pick up now. Um I don't think they've really stopped, but you know, they they they're really firing at the moment. And and for Birmingham that would have been a a tough result for them to take. So, you know, that for them would, would be a harder one to take than what I think the Southampton one was for us. Um, Lewis drew 0 0 with London City. Uh, Lewis had the draw masters. Um, Sheffield United won 8 0 against Coventry. Um, obviously, there's a matter of the, the serious injuries to Coventry's keeper in that game. Um, but a Sheffield United team that lost a lot of key players in the summer keep get you know, at the moment, keep getting results. Um, and then Bristol City won 1-0 against Sunderland, um, which by all accounts, from what I, I believe from our Sunderland fans, there's a um, a few moments in that game that I think were possibly questionable. Um, but, you know, it's, it's such a tough league with so many different uh, teams pushing up there that it, it's very easy to, <laughs> to... It'll change from week to week, won't it? It'll change from week to week. But the other thing I wanted to mention, um, a, positive, a positive from that game, was Cora Haynes making her 50th appearance for the club uh, and marking it with a goal as well. Set up, which came from a superb free kick from Annabelle that hit the, hit the woodwork. Um, so, you know, a fantastic achievement from Coral. Uh, it's her third season with the club now. Um, She's got 13 goals for us. gone as how many assists because they didn't have the stats from the previous season to, to list it. But... um you know, she's only the fourth member, fourth player to join the uh, the 50 club uh, since you've been in the championship since, uh, I can say, since records began, because it's since I've been keeping the records, <laughs> because no, one's, like, no one kept them beforehand. So it's like, I know Jim O'Brien is our all time goalscorer, but it's hard to keep the figures. And I'd imagine, um, you know, Freya must be one of our record appearance makers and stuff, but there's just no stats there to better keep them. So. Since the Championship, yeah, she's only the fourth player to reach 50 appearances, um, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, we've got a trophy for her, which uh will hopefully be presented to her after the Sunderland game Sunday week, um, which is her second trophy she gets from us this season, so she's collecting them. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure she'll probably be building a shelf purposely just for a view trophies. Um, <laughs> but no, just absolutely fantastic. Uh, what a player core has been for us. And not only she been immensely key, you know, in in a, a real standout in our previous two seasons as the the teams um, slowly developing, but now when we've had all the additions and we, you can see with some of the players the level's gone up even higher. You could go one or two ways as a key player in the previous times. You can go one or two ways, can't you? Which is you either kind of drop down a bit because you were the lead, when you're the leading light in a the big fish in the small pond as it's such when you get when the pond gets bigger. Sometimes the big fish struggles, don't they? I've kind of made that half of that up. But but you get the point I'm making. <laughs> or you that player grows and, and gets even better with as the quality around them gets better. So and that is what's happened with Coral. You know, she's proven this season, just picked up exactly where she's left off in the previous two seasons and got better still. Um so um I think big things ahead for Coral again this season. Um, so just yeah, so massive congratulations to Coral for the 50 appearances. Um, and as you say the record attendance which we've already covered as well. So two massive moments out of out of that game. Um, so that's one one piece of one one slice of the moldy bread out of the way. We can move on <laughs> to the uh, the the delicious um, it is of the sandwich as it were, uh, which was Blackburn away the following weekend. Um, and it's a big game because after after the Southampton game, you know, there's then a lot of question marks, isn't it? As far as, but it's for the players as well, it's like, we need to pick ourselves up again. You know, we we need to dust ourselves off from Southampton uh, and get ourselves back on, on a winning track. And we go to Blackburn, which is it's not it's never an easy ground to go to. Um, and you, it's hard to know what Blackburn you're going to get because obviously they won opening Day, um, I think, and then they'd lost their next two. Um, but they were going to be well up for it. Obviously, with Annabelle going back there, um, you know they're going to want to kind of shut her. You know they're, they're going to be want to prove a point against her. Um, and yeah, you know they're going to they'd have been looking to that. They would have said, you know, look, is there any fragility with us after our loss? Can I exploit it, etc., etc.? You know, so it is 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 a big game where. And at the moment in the league, with Bristol City having won all three of the first, of the opening three games, if you go to Blackburn and lose, had City then beaten Southampton, all of all of a sudden six points behind already, which in a twenty two game season is quite big, you know. Um, so it, it was quite important, a really important game uh, to go up there. I was about to say to Ewood Park then um, to go to go up there and and get a result. Um, but that is exactly what we did. So, uh, just run through the, the lineup for that game. So, uh, again, it's frowning goal. Um, the back three, AJ dropped to the bench. So Lizzie Wardy came in for her first start of the season. She'd come on um, as a sub at the Southampton game for her first appearance of the season. Obviously, another member of the fifty club. So Lizzie Wardy came in with uh, Amy and our mate Philbs in the back three. Um, and then uh, Polly and Izzy again as, as wing backs. Um, and then in midfield, you had changes in midfield. So um, Coral uh, kept her place naturally. Um, and then you had, um, and she was captain as well, Coral, as well. So having got her 50th appearance, uh, she then got the captain's armband, which is fantastic for her. Um, but uh, Kirsten Riley came back into the team, into midfield, uh, and Shauna Guyatt made her first start for the side as well, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, given as we've already covered with her, with her story, um, and then up front you had uh, Annabelle and Husey got back into the starting lineup for the first time since the opening game of the season. So a few changes, um, which I, I, I think showed because. You know, it'd be it'd be very easy, wouldn't it, to to, to stick with the same team again and you know, say, look, let's go again. But I think sometimes you need to, especially with the squad now, when we've got a tw- you know for the first time we've got a a full twenty five player squad. Um, you know, people have come here; they'd be def- you know they'd be chomping at a bit to to get the game time to prove themselves and expecting it. I would imagine as well for some players. So. I think you need to change it up, don't you? At times, don't you? And when you've had a loss and the the way the perhaps the game has gone, um, I think sometimes it's important to make those changes. To, to a show players, you know, the place your place isn't always guaranteed. You know, you need to that that competition is there. But also for those players who've been waiting on the sidelines, you know, for to show them, actually, you know, look, you if you work hard, you're going to get your chance in the team. You know, um, so I thought it was important to make some of the changes. Um, This one I did get to watch uh, afterwards. I did watch the replay back. But obviously you went up there. So again, uh, handing over to yourself, um, from your view, up there at Blackburn. Yeah. I had a free one one win.
1: Yeah. I mean, we we were unlucky that it wasn't more. And their goal really was um, farcical, to be honest, because... Um, we should have had a free kick in. Um, if if we just talk about the goal that we conceded because we didn't deserve. to. I felt sorry for Fran in goal because she she deserved a clean sheet in that game and and the and the defence did as well. Yeah, so it was just a ridiculous free kick that we. Yeah, you know, it should have been our foul and the referee gave it to them and I think one of our players had a hair pulled or something. It was ridiculous anyway. Um, and there's loads of argument. It, you know, it, we thought it was our free kick. We actually put the ball down for the free kick and Blackburn thought it was our free kick as well. And the referee just said, no, no, it's the other way around. And then the free kick's taken and it's cut out by Annabelle Blanchard on the edge of the box. And behind that, behind Annabelle, is um the, the centre forward runs across um, uh, um runs runs across Amy Everett and basically flings herself on the floor. And the ball was never anywhere near her. And it wasn't... Amy didn't even... She just ran into her and fell over. And he, the referee gave her, so it. So it's two bad er, two bad um, decisions from the ref, you know. What What you suppose? I mean, to be fair, it's a great penalty. Smacked into the top corner. Um, I mean, Fran didn't have a chance with that. But it was never, ever a free kick. And it was never, ever a penalty. But the game as a whole... Um, yeah, I mean, I think Blackburn really gave us a lot of respect. You know, they sat back a lot. They, you know, I think they just... I think they saw our lineup and they realized that they were in for a real game and they just they dropped back a lot and we had a lot of time on the ball and space. First half we played very well knocked it around and created chances um, we should have scored more, really. I think their keeper made a couple of good saves. We hit the top of the bar. You know, it's lo- loads of things happened um, that, that were really positive for us. Um, and uh, I think the first half performance was as good as I've seen, really. Palace play. I mean, um, I think um, over the over the last few years that I've been going, you know, five or six years or whatever, I think... That was as good as you can. That I've seen it was just some of the football was sublime. I thought um, Shauna, some of Shauna's passing and vision and the weight of the passes was just was just brilliant as well. Um, she's she's got a great future as we said and um, and obviously a great hat trick from uh, um, from our Welsh international Husey. Yeah. So um, and the goal, the goals were all very different as well. You know there's a there's a header at the near post from Izzy's cross and then there was a bullet finish into the top corner. For The second one, and then a lovely little deft run at the near post, a little flicking in past the keeper. Um, from uh, I think it was Anna Philby who got forward and crossed it actually. But yeah, it was I mean, a lovely good, got
0: another assist, yeah,
1: another assist, yeah. So, um, and that was uh, And we obviously we moved in to make sure we were always behind the goal we were attacking. So, when the third goal went in, um. Um, Husey sort of looked at us and sort of uh, gave us a thumbs up as she ran off celebrating. <laughs> um, uh, but it was a fantastic hat trick, and all goal, all the goals were so different. But the third one was just such a lovely, deft finish, um, just getting in front of the defender at the near post, sort of thing Mark Bright used to do for the, you know, years ago. So, um, yeah, very different goals, really, really strong performance. But not only were the, the goals, I thought Husey was absolutely magnificent in a hold up play as well, and the way gen- general play um distribution and everything she had a great game really 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 strong performance and then with Shauna just behind um you know she Shauna started the first 20 minutes quiet actually quietly as you'd expect I mean it was a big thing for her debut for, well start rather um and I think she um she obviously you know um uh, I think it, it, she just had to grow into the game but once she got her foot in Foot in the game. I mean, she was just fantastic, you know. Um, and um, she gets stuck in as well, just Shauna. She's only she's only seventeen, but she she doesn't mind putting her foot in there. And uh, as I say, her distribution and vision was brilliant. And there's a couple of little slide passes down inside the uh, centre backs, um, uh, and the uh, and the and and, and the full backs, and to get people away. And really, really, the weight of the pass was the thing, you know. It's just um, uh, Hughesy nearly nearly got on the end of one of them in the first half. And yeah, I thought it was overall. A really, really good performance. I mean, um, we shouldn't have conceded, as I say, it was down to the referee poor decision from the referee, really. That we conceded the goal, we deserved a clean sheet and probably deserved to get a couple more goals with our play as well. So, yeah, um, you watched it back. Did you feel that it was as good as I've just suggested?
0: Yeah, I think the just to touch on their goal, um, because Blackburn tweeted about it, and I know you and I both replied, and funny enough, we ignored. <laughs> but the um, I, as I said, as you said, I felt for Fran because I've been doing the, I tweeted before the game about um, kind of doing like a countdown of the to her becoming the record clean sheet holder because I fully believe that she will be, um, so but I actually sat down and and went through because I didn't know myself all the actual facts stats of who's got how many clean sheets. I was surprised with how many players had because. Some of the games you just forget, to be honest with you, <laughs> um, and uh, across the competitions. Um, but she was on two. Um, so she was joint with um, Lucy Gillett, I think it was. Um, and I, I was already ready to kind of tweet out that she was, you know, she she's going to be having a third one, it uh, would tie a level with Emily Orman. Um, actually, no, not Lucy Gillett, because Lucy Gillett had uh, four. Um, but yeah, I was ready to tweet out that she's going to, you know, she's now tied with Emily Orman. Um, and then obviously they score. And then having watched it, um, as you say, the, the penalty is not a penalty. Uh, I think it's one of those where I think, I think if you're watching it from a certain angle as the ref and you only get the one view of it and it's as it happens, you're going to think it's a penalty. But I would say, if you had VAR, but then after Saturday, I mean, probably it wouldn't mean anything. But if you had VAR, it's not a penalty, because it is literally, the ball's played through into the box, Amy's running across to get it, she's watching the ball, and the Blackburn forward is running, is running into the box, looking at the ball as well, and cuts across Amy's path. So they collide, and it looks like, because Amy's hand goes out, and touches the back of um, the, the blackband player so it looks like she shoved her but actually what's happened because her path's been cut up and their feet collided, had Amy's hand not gone up and effectively kept the Blackburn player away, they've actually probably could have seriously injured each other um, but it was a natural reaction of your hand going up to stop you from smashing into someone you know, kind of body or face into them um, and it wasn't a penny, um, as you say. If you take a penny, it wasn't a penny. And, and France should be sitting on three clean sheets right now. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I thought we we played really well. Um, as you say, Sean, as the game went on, got better and better. Um, for seventeen-year-old for making a, a first start, superb. Um, we controlled the ball. Play, you know, we were just we we looked so comfortable for long, especially that first half. Um, you know, Blackburn really struggled to, to do anything. Um you know, fantastic if, if you get a hat trick, just show, you know, when you've got that real strikers instinct, someone in there at times, that's you know, they get you they're gonna get you the goals if you if you give them the opportunities. And she she was totally the top scorer last season with six. Um and she's already she's shown that she could easily be our top scorer this season, um, with more than six. So, you know, it's uh, you know, she's been a really great addition. Uh, that gives us another another option, um, and we have still got players to come in as well that haven't played yet. Um, but obviously, you know, delighted for her as well because you know, when you're a striker, you just want to you know, keep hitting the back of the net, don't you? And um, obviously, she—I thought we both said, didn't we—that she played really well against the Lionesses, and then she didn't start the next two games. She came on and she she got her first goal against Coventry, but yeah, she didn't start the next two games. So for her, I'd imagine there'd have been a little bit of a, you know, this is what I I, I should be playing type, you know, mentality, um, kind of making a point going out there and, and getting a fantastic hat trick. Um, but another player that, and I remember saying to you, I texted you at the time, like would ask you, you're in the game. And I was kind of following the tweets. Um, while I sitting at a pub garden. And <laughs> <laughs> and you're on a white, but uh, yeah, I swallowed the tweets and like both Blackbird and ours constantly was Blanchard just had to drive, driving run. Blanchard just had a shot. Blanchard, and I said to you that it, it, it was coming across like Annabelle was just running the game, and watching it, there were large chunks where watching it, it felt the same. It, it, it came across, and for me, it came across like. She was absolutely determined to score. Um, yeah. And on another day, she'd have walked away with four goals. Um, you know, the, 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 some of the efforts, the chances she had and stuff like that and to keep her keep busy. Um, I want to say, I feel like she hit the woodwork. I can't remember if I've just made that up. Um, but she, you know, she. Uh, i say on another day, she scores four goals in that game. And you could after you know, the Southampton game, obviously it's her free kicks hit the post that's rebounded to Coral. So on another day that goes in and she's absolutely flush with goals. But um no, she was absolutely everywhere in that game and a constant constant menace. Um and really, really unlucky not to have got at least one. Um and I, I really feel, you know, there's 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 we're starting to see different elements in the team, you know, different so certain players who could be really, really pivotal to to what we do this season. Um, you know, having a player like Husey with that finishing ability in the box, um, the certainly ability, but the the, the the getting, you know, that that mindset of getting into the places. Um, but yeah, Annabelle's play um, at a time is just incredible. Uh, it's just that free, it's just that free floating player that just can be so devastating, uh, and I think she stays fit and we can keep that momentum going. She could be absolutely outrageous this season, you know. And Shauna coming in and 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 showing what she can do, and see what, Cor- and what Coral keeps growing in there. It. There's it, there's so many elements to it, and it was just you uh, know a really good performance, a great result. It should have been a clean sheet. Um, and you know, to freeze goals away from home is never easy. I mean, last season we, we beat them two one home and away. So we surpassed that as well. Um so yeah, and, and it got us back on track. That was the main thing. You know, it got us back on track onto nine onto nine points. Um and typically had that goal had they not scored, it would have been second uh on goal difference. So yeah it was really, really important, especially with thankfully in the end, Bristol City dropped two points for the first time. So pulls it, us back within, you know, a point of them. So, really, really important. And, and it just, it, as I say, after the, after the Southampton game, it could have gone the other way, couldn't it? We could have got to Blackburn and lost again. And you're thinking, oh, my God, you know. But, you know, we, we got ourselves back on track. And that is huge. And we made some changes in, in the process as well. And, um, you know, it is a squad game. Across 22 games, it's a squad game. And um, I just think it was a really, really big result. Um, and I know we're going, in a minute. We're going to talk about the other uh, bit of mouldy bread <laughs> from Sunday. Yeah. But um, for me, going into the Sunderland game, I feel the Blackburn game is the, the, the more pivotal way to look at it. Going into that game, which I'll, I'll mumble about when we get to that. Um, but no, I just thought it was yeah, you, know, you know, really good result, really good performance, uh, fantastic. She, how she didn't get Player of the Weekend is beyond me. Um, I you know, know Mary Mcateer of of Coventry, which you know don't get me wrong. I know Coventry got their first couple of goals, and by the sounds which she came on as a sub was really played really well. But she's just got a hat trick? goodness sake. going to say, <laughs> yeah, and it, it wasn't you know, just but, that Mike
1: It was it was her all round play was immaculate. She's technically one of the best centre forwards I've seen in the women's game. I mean. Um you know, you can understand why she's a Welsh international. She, technically, she's just absolutely spot on, you know, her body position, protecting the ball, the runs that she makes, uh, the ball sticks to her, the layoffs that she, the vision and the layoffs. I mean, it's not just the three goals. She was absolutely outstanding in that game. I can't imagine that any other player in the championship that weekend had a better game. She was she was a 10 out of 10 for me. She was that good. Um yeah, I I can't get my head around it. I mean I don't obviously I've not seen I've not seen the Coventry um Birmingham match, so I can't comment on the on the player who won the player of the weekend. But I I, I mean, I was up I was up at Blackburn and I saw probably the best individual performance in one game that I've ever seen from a Palace player. I mean it was that good. It was it, it, she was just brilliant. Yeah, I mean don't get right,
0: wrong I mean it's fantastic. Well, Coventry for what they nearly did, you know. Um but yeah, I mean, obviously we know we're, we're biased, aren't we? But cool, uh, I, I, felt she have, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know, you know, I know how people think that. But yeah, I, I felt she should have had that, she, they, she should have had that um, award for them. But just to, to kind of round up, um, so the other results that weekend. Um, so Sunderland lost three two at home to Charlton. Uh something we're down to ten, I think, in the end, and that was a, a 93rd minute winner for Charlton. A lot of controversy. That one I know definitely from Sunderland point of view is a lot of controversy in um I do wasn't it a corner that they they scored from which never went it, out. The
1: ball never went the ball never went out. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. It yeah, wasn't that's... even close. It wasn't even close to going out and um yeah. ridiculous decision to give a corner when the ball's not even near the it wasn't even near the line, let alone over the line. Um, and the lines, the lines or the assistant referee on the, was on the other side of the goal. So miles or it wasn't, you know, if it was the side of the, of the assistant referee, you, you'd be really worried about their eyesight, but even on, you know, but it was never even close and no one claimed a corner. Everyone was playing on. Suddenly it's all pulled back and then they score from the corner. It's just, yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully we'll get one of those one day this season.
0: <laughs> well, so that was, that That was one of those. So that, Put Charlton ahead of us, just annoyingly. Um, Lewis for the second time this season went two 0 up at home and drew two all. This time against Sheffield United, um, I think they've I think they've possibly drawn every game so far. I think they've got four draws. Um. Yeah. And, I think yeah, ahead, yeah. Um. And they've they either, either draw nil nil or two two, having been two nil up. <laughs> um, in fact, they, in fact, they got you and I um three points in the predictor league, which was handy because I... <laughs> um, so that was in London City won 3 0 at home to Durham. Um, so London City are getting themselves going. Durham are having a horrendous season. Um, I think the tide has changed for them. I mentioned it in one of our, our last pods, um, but I think they're no longer the uh, the big fish anymore. Um Yes, a 3-0, that for them, that would hurt. Um, Birmingham go back to winning ways. 3-2 against Coventry. But they were 3-0 up in, in that game against a team that hadn't scored a single goal yet. Um, and then were hanging on at the end. So credit to Coventry for getting back into that. Um, obviously, we were 3-1. And then Bristol City, at home to Southampton. Uh, they were winning 1-0 Southampton equalised uh, and drew one all. So again, which I mean, it adds to the fact of as you said, what's, you know, they've been us the previous week. You, you could argue that so moment and it was going back to before the summer when we were getting over the over the top excited. But, you know, last season, I, I remember saying, and I believe you said similar, that for me, this year, I thought Bristol City would be the, the team to go up. Um, And they've looked at it so far. Three wins out of three. And, you know, they were, they, were, they were top but They hadn't. Con- I don't even know if they conceded
1: but they no. were top
0: um, with our Abby Harrison even having scored a goal yet they were top and you know she was well, is the golden boot winner in the league last season so um, I think argue at the moment they are the better all-round team than us and obviously we'll get to Sunday in a minute so I think that, it, it puts into context a little bit our result against Southampton I think Shows how well Southampton did that. They went to City and got a point, and probably did the whole league a favor because otherwise we'd all be in here. And um, Bristol City, four games in, would already be six points clear. Um, Not six, sorry, sorry, three points clear. Um, And yeah, I you know, and looked like a juggernaut that would have won um, all four games. And so you know, I think it's a. It was a good result for uh, us in the end. Um, but that, just to give people an idea of the table, if you haven't seen the table. So, uh, Coventry are rock bottom with uh, zero points. This is all after four games with, with no points. And a minus 13 goal difference. Um, Sunderland, the only other team who haven't won yet. Gordon, and guess who they're playing next? <laughs> hey, The team that <laughs> loves to end uh, when you haven't done something for a while. Um, they've got one point. And then you've got Blackburn in 10th with three points. Um, And then at the top end, Bristol City are top with 10 points. You've got the Clowns in second with nine, us in third with nine, joint and goal difference. So uh, they're possibly there on alphabetical order. Um, And then Sheffield United are on seven. They've had a decent start. So considering the losses that they've made and they're still part-time, they've had a good start. London City up into fifth also seven and Birmingham on seven. So, you know, tight old league at the moment. Um, and, oh yeah, so much, so much, so, many, so much more football to go as well. And um, But we'll talk about, obviously I say, you know, on our next pod next week, we'll, we'll look ahead to um, the Sunderland game and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about some other matches. So that being the league, obviously, we went to the weekend before the international break with the start of everyone's favourite competition, the Conti Cup. Um, classic, classic competition. We thankfully avoided having Arsenal put in our group by them overcoming the uh, Ajax to qualify for the Champions League group stage. Um, so we were, I believe, if I f- feel free to correct me, but I believe we're the only all-championship group. Um, yeah. Ourselves, Bristol City, uh, our old mates Lewis, although this time we're playing them at home instead of the dripping pan uh, and Charlton, so a group which uh, all four teams, in all fairness, I think would have looked at it and felt they could make the quarterfinals. Um, unfortunately, I don't. I mean, I don't know what the, the Charlton Lewis score was in the end. Um, I don't know if you know. If not, I'll have to try and figure it, it
1: out. I think it was two 0 to Lewis. Oh, really? I think so yeah I
0: think it well, was I I'll look that up while you're talking about that, about your experience <laughs> in the game in a minute but um yes unfortunately we're <laughs> going into the, the the first round of games all four teams would have been thinking oh we could get the quarter final currently we might not be thinking that because um, we went up to the RPC Bristol um is that Robin Robin's performance center um and for the second time, you went up there, hero. And for the second season <laughs> in a row, you got to watch us lose 4 0. So, Lovely. so Lovely. Uh, just to very quickly run through the lineup. So, it was it was a change, which we knew had happened because we always change the team up for the Conti Cup. And players who hadn't really had a chance to play yet um, get to do so. So, Natalia Negri, as I thought it was going to be the case, Natalia Negri played a goal. Um, AJ returned to the, back to the starting lineup with the Captain Star Band in the back three, uh, with Charlie Clifford making their first start of the season. I think, I think it's the first appearance in the squad of the season, and our mate Philbs. Then Izzy, from what you're telling me, Izzy was on the right as right wing back, and Lizzie yeah. Waldey, at left wing back, who, if you listen to my pod, our, our pod that we did with our, our Championship 11s, is not a left wing back. Um, it's not her, in our view anyway, as a fan's view, not position that plays to her strengths. Which is a shame after she'd played in the back three against Blackburn and did well. Um, and then you had the two Chloes in midfield after and Peplow and uh, Holly Olding making her first start um, and then Moles and Husey up front. So you know, a fair few changes. Um, it's not our strongest eleven. Um and even though there's, you know, there are several players in there that were... Do you know what? I've saved my positive spin in it <laughs> until after all the dirt the, that's about to come forward. So, Phil, you went up there. Um, a second yeah. 4-0 defeat in a row for you to the point we're going to ban you from going there. Um, ha- I-, I will be honest, I have not watched this back. I've watched the highlights, but uh, I've had enough going on this week with my injured finger and everything. And yeah, uh, Yeah. (laughs) I I'm not gonna lie, for the second season running, I could not put myself through forcing myself to watch a game where no we lose 4-0 away at Bristol City. So (laughs) I haven't seen the whole thing, but you did. So please tell us about your experience at Bristol.
1: (laughs) Well, do you know I've been I've I've seen Palace men and women play at Bristol City over the years, probably going back to the eighties. And whenever I go there, we always concede to concede four goals. It's ridiculous how many times we've locked, we've conceded four to men and women, that is. Um, so yeah it's, um, you'll be pleased to know that for the league game in two or three weeks um, I'm not able to go to that so we'll probably win that now I won't be there um, so I'm away that weekend so I won't be going to Bristol in uh, at the end of October but um, yeah two weeks two two seasons running that we've lost 4-0 although albeit this was a cup game um, and uh, yeah I mean what can I say I mean jeez I mean the first half I'm not being funny if it was 8-0 at half time it would it, you couldn't have argued um, Bristol City went through us, you know, like we weren't like like we weren't there. It was it, it was incredible. Um, we started OK, actually. We had a couple of half chances in the first few minutes, in the first five minutes. Um, and uh, we were a little bit unlucky, really, because I think one of had to just bounced over the bar. And, but after that, it was just all Bristol City and they just seemed so much quicker than us um and we just couldn't keep up with them i mean they were just running past us like we like it was like a knife through butter i mean it was just literally um an onslaught you know time after time i mean how they didn't score more goals i mean N- N- natalie negri making a debuting goal hadn't you know she, fortunately for us she had a great game and made some amazing saves um she wasn't at fault for any of the goals. And in fact, if it, if it wasn't for her, it would have been a lot more. She, she was remarkable and she's got, you know, she's a young goalkeeper um, in the England under 19 squad. So I think Nat deserves a lot of credit um, uh, for her performance. I can't really say that for any of the others, I'm afraid, because um, as a team, um, in you know, all, all all the players on the pitch were just so below par. It was just embarrassing at times. Um it could have been so much more. I mean, how we got away with only four? I, I still can't work it out. They hit the bar. They hit the post. They missed chance after chance. number of times the ball just rolled past the post. It must have been about five times, you know. Um, and uh, as I say, Nat- Natalia made about three or four amazing, really, really good saves. I mean... Really good um, quality shot stopping. Um, I was really impressed with her in goal because not only was she, she was very comfortable with the ball at her feet, as we know, football these days for goalkeepers, you've got to be able to play with your feet as well. And she was very comfortable. Um, her distribution was generally OK. A couple of uh, clearances went straight down the middle. And that's not her fault. We should have had players there winning the ball for us. But mo- most of the time, she her distribution was very good. She's very calm. Um, you know, she she wasn't phased by a player running at her. She, she she just passed it sideways under pressure quite easily and seemed in total control with the ball at her feet. That was really encouraging to see for a goalkeeper so young and, and some amazing saves. But other than that, we were just awful and, and, um, we just didn't seem to have anyone in the middle of defence. It was just like every time they went forward, it was just like they had three shots at goal with no one near them. And I mean, from the almost from the penalty spot, I was thinking, where's that defence? You know. It was just incredible. We were just out of position so much. Um and to fair play to Dean, you know, he came up to us at the end and said, I'm really, you know, sorry you wasted your petrol money and um you will you know, I'm I promise you you won't we won't be that bad ever again. So he, he obviously realised how poor the performance was. Um and I just can't I just don't know what it was. I can't put my finger on it. I mean, they just looked better than us in every position, and um the pace that they had i mean every time there was a race for the ball they they were just streets ahead you know um I think that their um one of their one of their wing backs um or player from the back Leah Cataldo. I think she had, she got the ball once and she just went past about seven players like they weren't. You know, she just ran past the ball, you know. <laughs> I mean, I was really impressed with her. She's a young player. So um, she's one to look out for, you know, because I think she's a really good player. Um, she stood out for me for Bristol City. But they, but the way they played, I mean, they said afterwards, I was looking at their all their sort of um, Twitter um, posts and stuff, and they said that was by far their best performance of the season. I mean, obviously, they played very well. But we didn't. We we didn't. We didn't half help him by not really turning up. Unfortunately, so yeah. So I, I can't really say very many positives. I thought I thought Izzy Sibley was our standout player on the on the out the outfield players, um, and I think you know as as we're going through, um, in, you know, we got four. We had four games and one cup game. If I was going to say who's the standout player over, you know, consistently over those players, Izzy would be the one to stand out for me. Um, I think um, Elise Hughes in that Blackburn game was a standout performance in one match, but by by a mile, which is brilliant, but I think for consistency over the game so far I think Izzy Sibley stood out and I thought again she was our best outfield player She she was the one that May try to make things happen, and um, she um, was up and down that pitch. And when, when you know, when you consider she was playing right wing back, and I know she usually plays on the left, she was um, under a lot of pressure to get back because they were just breaking and break, going. You know, I thought Izzy played very well, but um, she didn't really have a lot of help from anyone else, unfortunately. I thought players that you expected to play really well just didn't have a good game. You know, experienced players. That you'd expect to stand up and 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 you know when things are going wrong get get the team together and say look you know we need to we need to tighten up a little bit we 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 didn't we didn't change anything time after time we gave them chances and we just kept letting them do it um and I, I just wonder whether or not we needed to change the formation or move someone back into the, you know further back into defense to help them out. But the gaps were massive you know we had massive massive gaps between everyone so whenever we got the ball there wasn't anyone near us to play off it was just like you had to hold on to the ball and try and do something yourself everyone was miles away from, we weren't helping each other so there's a lot of um, there's a lot of things that surprised me because we've been playing well you know at Blackburn it was brilliant at Bristol City it was a complete opposite. So, yeah, I can't. What can I say? It's almost exactly the same as last season because we could have lost by we could have lost by 10 last season. Emily Orman had a great game then. And then Natalie Natalia um, Negri had a great game. Uh, this this time so god knows what's going to happen in three weeks when we go there in the league we've got to, we've got to be we've got to, the first thing we've got to do is make sure we don't give away chances so we've got to concentrate on defending and being being organized at the back because they were just ripping through us and and we just didn't have anyone there picking them up they just had three they were having shots at goal with no one near them i couldn't believe it from like from 10 yards out in the middle of the goal, it was. Just, I mean, when Abby Harrison hit the underside of the bar, you know, and then she completely fell over the ball. I mean, I mean, it could have been so much worse than four. Oh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I've had, I've had enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watched the uh, as I, said, I watched the highlights, and bearing in mind the FA player, I mean, their highlights are like three minutes long and not the most intensive. And on the highlights, we should have been five 0 down at Half time, just on what they've shown on the highlights, um, and the thing is, you, you know, as I say, Abby Harrison, she's got I think nineteen goals last season. She was, but you know, she was the out, out and out uh, Golden Ball winner in the league. Hadn't scored this season, and then in the first few, you know, I think it was, was it was in the first ten minutes their first goal. We um, you play, yeah it's we, quite early on wasn't it yeah, yeah you know we, we we play a back pass straight to her, that puts her through one-on-one with a keeper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's going to have to all that long. And all of a sudden, she's got her first goal, and then she goes and gets the second, you know. And I think it, it was, yeah, as you say, but the cutting through, I mean, I remember I said to you, to you one of the things that, that stood out, I mean, one of their players um, before half-time had a, a, a glorious, I know, all the time in the world, to turn in the box, unmarked, have a shot, and I think hit it straight at Natalia. When should have just buried it in a corner, but I think that the the one really kind of alarming moment was, um, one of our players cut through several of our our, our defense, had a shot. The Tyler makes a great save, gets up, asks for the ball back, gets given the ball, punts it out the pitch, and he's dropped just before the halfway line, unchallenged. A Bristol City player just jumps up, controls it, passes it straight through. All the way through the middle of our team, straight back to Abby Harrison, who then smashes it again unmarked against the other side of the bar. And you're thinking, Oh my lord, you know, it's yeah, it was it was one of those. And um I I palace don't travel well to Bristol, I think as general. I can't remember the men's team going to Bristol City and and do well. We seem to get turned over there all the time. Or, yeah. you know, score phantom goals and <laughs> yeah. And also, you know I mean, so we just don't seem to go to Bristol very well. I mean, even you know, the under 21s lost there last night, um, the under 23, so but to the, Ro- uh, to the Rovers, yeah, so yeah, we don't really do Bristol very well. Um, and yeah, so it, it was, you know, I, I will admit, and then the second, the, the two goals the second half were our old enemy in, in corners, weren't they? You know, one's a corner comes in and bought header straight into for 3 0. And then the next one is another corner, not cleared properly, and, and smacked from outside the box. Um, you know, so it, yeah, it's it, it wasn't great. Uh, They're the after, but as you say, you know, Dean and they are going to be aware of it. The players are going to be aware of it. Um, and I think the thing is, you know, one way to look at, it, I, I I don't know enough about Bristol's team to know how many changes they made, but. You know, I think they still had, from what I could see in the team, that I recognise, most of their major players playing at home. You know, they're absolutely flying at the moment. 10 points out of a possible 12, because just once. And, you know, we've gone up there, changed our keeper, changed the back line. I mean, Charlie Clifford, as I say, she hasn't played since last season. Um, And I can't remember off the top of my head... um, when she last played last season. Um, you know, so to, to not have played for so long and then start the game uh, in the centre of defence. Um, yes, that's a, that's a big ask of her really against such a, a world, well, you know, a, a well-tuned team, a, real, a such a talented team. Um, you know, Lizzie Warley playing at left wing back, just not her position. It's just not, um, you know, and then you've, uh, in midfield um changes in there you know no coral no annabelle who are um no shauna so you know and coral and Annabelle have been two of our major creative outlets um who you just didn't have and and um i know you say i agree with you about how Izzy has been just top-notch every game um but another I'd play I'd add into that is Annabelle because she's so pivotal to the style that we play in because she'll drop deep. She'll drop into our half to get the ball, start moving this forward, and then push forward herself. And suddenly she's on the other end of it in the box. And she's so creative. And then you've got Coral with her ability as well. So they're big players that you haven't got in there. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's it's not the it's not the team that is going to line up there against Bristol, against, against, you know, when we play them in the league in a few weeks' time. Um, It's not the team that is going to play. I mean, Holly Olding hadn't played, hadn't started the game yet this season and and has gone into midfield. You know, so, yeah, it's, it's one of those, it's, there's a, you know, I I prefer to look at the Blackburn game. That's, that was the key. Um, And, you know that's more like you know that the players that played that are more likely to be the ones that play against Sunderland, um, and it's all about now is going to the Sunderland game and and keeping up the, the league form because think of it, I would love a, I'd love a quarter final because um, we missed out on me because of COVID the one time we made the quarter final we all missed it because uh, we couldn't have fans Um yeah. so I'd absolutely love us too and when I saw the group. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm well aware, you know, with the talent of the teams in there, but I'm looking at it thinking we got a great chance of a quarterfinal. Sadly, uh, unless I mean, and the Conti cup does love to come up with the most weird ways at times of um, point systems and everything of how you get how you qualify, which is how we got through to the quarterfinal. Uh But I'd imagine you know, head to head counts or goal difference counts, and so you're already looking at. Head to head. We we know we now we need Bristol City to be dropping points. We need to win our last two games. Um and City need to lose to Charlton um for us to qualify. Um and perhaps draw with Lewis. Um it you know it, it we, we it's not straightforward already because if it's head to head, we then can't beat Bristol. We're already minus four on goal difference. So, it's frustrating because, like, last season, you know, we we beat Lewis on penalties, so they only gave us the two points and then lost to Reading and it made the Bristol City game completely null and void because yeah. we couldn't qualify. Um, and it'd be a shame because, you know, we've got Lewis at home next game, which is still open at the moment, so that's still on, but you could end up playing the, Charl- the Charlton game and it's completely dead rubber for both teams. So, yeah. you know, yeah. so, but, you know, that's getting ahead of ourselves. It's It's not did yeah, but it is just you know, it's just a bit of a shame that we could at least, you know, perhaps got the penalties and then got like a point out of it or something. But, you know, it's one of those. I say Bristol City are an absolutely top team and uh I think that the Vixen cast, their their pod they did for it for the review was titled just like Watching Brazil. So I you, all you know, they keep gleefully tagging us in that and someone's tagging <laughs> us in their stats and how yeah. the game went and you know you keep thinking, I don't want to keep being reminded of it. Thank you very much. Um but yes, so we. I think we do, it's, we've It's just got to put it behind us. Um, as I say, there are factors in there um, which, you know, it would have been hard for players uh, as well. Um, but for me, the one thing, because obviously, as you say, it was so similar to last season, the one thing is this time when you talk about it, when we talk about it in months' time, when we bring it up again, you don't have to mention about the wind. Because <laughs> every time we had to talk about it last season, you always brought up about our bloody wind. Vehicles, oh my god! So it was, that, it was that scary... this time. There's no, wind no beauty, time.
1: it was a beautiful day actually, and um, it was lovely walking around Bristol near um, near the bridge. And we had a. To be honest, it was just a, it was just the game. It was a perfect day for football, and it was a beautiful sunny day, um, and everything was right about the go- about the day apart from that <laughs> ninety <laughs> minutes in the middle. Yeah,
0: with the game. Yeah,
1: know. it's just a shame. But I have to say as well, you know, Bristol City were absolutely exceptional. The way they passed the ball and the pace they've got around the team, um, we just, we couldn't handle it. And we've got to, we've got to work, we, we've we got to study what they've done before we go back there in three weeks. And we've got to make sure that we're ready for, um, the, you know, di- we, we've got loads of attacking th- threat, you know, when we've got Annabelle back and Shauna and Coral and everything. And, we've got a lot of attacking threat in our team but i do worry that we lack pace at the back and we haven't got still haven't got i'm afraid that commanding centre back I really don't think we have we still you know we brought in 15 players and the one player that we really needed was a really dominant centre back that wins everything in the air and he Yeah we don't, we don't you know, dominate almost, the air do we No and and they you know and, and um unfortunately we've got some really good players that, there you know i think um i, I think Anna Phil philby's a really really top top player um she's brilliant on the ball she's create, you know she she made that She's put that beautiful pass through um for uh, Molly's goal and earlier in the season i just think unfortunately we've um we still not got that really dominant centre back that we've needed for the last two or three years and that is going to be a and, and when you put when you when you haven't got that you're going to be really concerned when you give corners away and we didn't look we didn't look convincing from set plays again and um we we lack pace at the back as well and and we lack pace at the back even when we've got our full back defenders because Amy will be the first person to tell you she's not the quickest player you know great player that she is she's not she's not got she's not got the pace um so as a, as somebody who plays at the back along usually you know alongside either AJ um Anna Philby and and and, and, and or um uh, Lizzie we, we haven't got the pace and and uh, and that that, that that that's really what concerns me um you know that we're still not good enough at the back we're not dominant enough and we're not we haven't got the pace and southampton proved it they just you know we couldn't all their chances were on the break where we, where they just outpaced us going forward and bristol city just did the same so um and actually in the very first minute of that blackburn away game again we got caught out by a long ball over the top and they nearly scored after ten seconds. They they actually um Anna was right out of her goal. Um sorry, Fran was right out of her goal and um all our defence were just sort of standing there watching this player round run through and they and she just lobbed it over the and wide of the goal. I mean it should have we should have been one down after ten seconds at Blackburn again because we just haven't got the pace to to, to stop the runners. Uh, that that's that, that's my main concern although i have to say i you know I, I always thought that birmingham would go this season were going to be very difficult to score against but they've conceded five already two against coventry three against charlton so um i i thought birmingham's defence coming down from the super league you know they beat arsenal last year in that super league and um i just thought their defence was going to be so strong that they wouldn't hardly concede any goals um, but I've been proved wrong there because they've conceded five already. So maybe they're gonna struggle on um, and it is a tough division. But I just I, I just think if only we had that solid, you know, back line, we've got so much creativity that if we just had a really, really solid, pacey and dominant centre back, it would make all the difference. Because we've got the players around around, you know, I think I think Amy and uh, and, and Philbs are just great players and Annabelle's been around and done it and got the experience as well and we just haven't I just that that's my concern and and going to um, Bristol City and seeing us get demolished really at the back I know we didn't have our, our back five out that we would normally but there was a few of them out there that I just think wow you know. Um, if we if what we're gonna we've got to do something to stop that when we go there because I mean Fionn Morgan she played left back for us when she was playing for us she plays up front for Bristol City. I knew you were gonna say this. She is just the quickest, most direct player. She's just causes she causes havoc. Honestly, she'll get the ball and just knock it five yards and she's gone. And you, the only way you can stop her is by bringing her down. Really, once she's gone, she's gone. And it's just like and I just think oh my and I spoke to her after the game. I said. I said, Fionn, why didn't you ever play up front for us? And she said, oh, no one asked me to. And I just think, well, I mean, I, and I know Bristol City started her off as a full but what a player. I mean, she just looks like a different player up there. She's just a, such a threat. So, yeah, we've got a lot to learn. But the good thing is that we've we've played them now in the Cup. I'd rather lose that Cup game and learn the from that. Game. Yeah, yeah, and go yeah, to the 100%, league game. 100%. So we can use that to our advantage as well now.
0: We'd learn more from them than, than they'll learn from us, absolutely. Okay, so yeah, yeah no, 100%. All right, I'd rather that as well. Um, I think I need to start doing Phil Bingo with <laughs> things that you, you're always generally going to say. So,
1: uh, Fionn Morgan, yeah,
0: It's so windy, is one of them. Fionn Morgan up front is another one, <laughs> But uh, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap things up, um, on a positive point, which is that uh, courtesy of the hat-trick that she got against Blackburn. Uh, Husey is currently uh, our top goal scorer before, Um everyone else that scored has got one. She's currently the league's top scorer as well. Uh, she's one ahead of everyone else. Um, she's only one behind the four players who are joint top scorers in the league last season. Um, and she's four behind uh, Bianca's record for league goals in one season at this level. So, and there's plenty of games to go. So, uh, hopefully some more, uh, broken records there, uh, this season. So I just wanted to mention that <laughs> there's a bit of a, bit of a positive to, uh, to, uh, to end things on. Um, and, oh, and I just will say, uh, keep your eyes peeled. Um, tomorrow, the, uh, my first interview article of the season should be going up on the website. I'll be tweeting it out, obviously. Um, and that is with uh, Isabella Sibley. So um, re- that was enjoyed to write um, and hopefully everyone will enjoy reading it um, and getting to know Izzy a bit better. Um, so yes, there will be that to look forward to. Uh, so tomorrow that should be out live. Um, so please, everyone, go out and read it and share it around and do your thing uh with that said phil is there anything else you want to say before i do the usual
1: um no thanks i just want to say i've been looking forward to reading that about Izzy actually because um she's she's played in america she's um yeah i'm just in- be interested to see what what's. What, i don't know what questions you've asked her but i look forward to to reading that article you know that interview with her and um yeah so thanks for doing that mike um, yeah i look out for that tomorrow
0: Oh, it's a pleasure. That's what it's for. It's to, you know, to try and bridge that gap of, you know, between the, the support and the player where well, we don't know that much about our players. So, um, And we always like to, be all us like to know more, don't we? Um, so, yeah, so that'll be out tomorrow. Uh, and then next week, we'll be podding. Um, we'll sort out a day in time. I think it's going to be an eight o'clock one, I think. Um, but, yeah, we'll be podding next week. Uh, reviewing, or, yeah, so previewing uh, the Sunderland game. So, um, yeah, so with that said, uh, thanks to everyone who's tuned in live um, and listened to us. Uh, Thank you to those who are listening to the repeat on Twitter or to listen to us on Spotify. Uh, We are on Spotify. It's free to listen on there. So please subscribe to us or follow us, whatever the term is these days. (laughs) Um, The more the audience builds up, then the better the word gets spread around and we can keep trying to push up the attendances and and uh, push for more things because we want more things um for our club so so thank you to everybody's listening uh and thank you Phil as always uh extra contribution this week because you were actually at the games um and I, I feel like I've missed I feel like I've been missing out for ages so I, I just want to go back to the games so I can't wait to be at Hayes next Sunday uh, also Sunday week um Yes, yeah, so I thank you to yourself as always.
1: Welcome. And, I'll see um, you on uh, see you on Friday at Wembley for the Lionesses.
0: Yes, if there's any players yeah. left in the squad to play.
1: Oh, no. what a shame it's they're all a I mean, Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? But it'll still be a yeah. great. I mean, I'm just looking forward to seeing a good game because I think the USA, even even though they've got a few players missing, um, I was re- I'm really gutted because I, I really like Sam Mewis and I thought she, you know, but I know she's not going to be there. But um, I, um, yeah, and Alex Morgan. But I just think. Um, uh, it's going to be a cracking game because I think world champions against European champions. What, what you know? It's going to be great, isn't it? Well, great event so. front of ninety, yeah,
0: front of ninety thousand.
1: Yeah, it's going to Go be ahead. amazing. I'm really looking forward to that on on Friday night. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. Well, on that note, thank you very much, and we will end it there.
1: Okay. Cheers, Mike. Cheers, Phil. Come we'll on. A see place. you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>